Reason number four, we give because God gave it to us first. And church, you have to see this. Verses 7 through 11. Each one must do, must do, just as he has promised in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion. That seems like a contradiction. It's not, because you're the one who's purposed it. For God loves a cheerful giver. That's reason number two. Verse 8. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. Church, listen, here's where the prosperity gospel diverges from the actual Bible. The prosperity gospel says, sow so that you can reap for you. The Bible says, sow so that you can reap so that you can give it all away. Isn't that an amazing idea? We have somehow short-circuited this plan and we go, I'm giving God, I'm giving God. When am I going to live high on the hog? When am I going to live happy? When am I going to live free of burden? And God goes, you're going to live in trust. That's it. Verse 9, as it is written, he scattered abroad. Who scattered, church? God did. He. He gave to the poor. Who gives to the poor? Well, Corinth, they raised the offering for it. No, 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 no. God is the one giving through those people. His righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower, you and I, and bread for food, because he will take care of those things too, will supply and multiply your seed for what? Buying fancy tennis shoes. No, he will supply you seed for sowing and increase. Uh, he will supply you for sowing seed and increasing the harvest of your righteousness. This is sanctification, church. You will be enriched in everything, period. No, 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 no. You will be enriched in everything for all liberality. Do you know what that means? God's going to enrich you so you can give it away. Don't short-circuit his plan when you keep being stingy. How in the world can we justify biblical ideas that say God wants us to be generous, just like him, to a point, and then he wants us to be happy? You'll be happy when you are trusting God. Trust me, church. Whatever you purpose to give, it is first given to you as the giver gives it, as God gives it. The real question is do you trust him? This is back to a message from a couple of weeks ago about faith in the chair. The question that I have for you today, church, is as a church, when it comes to giving, are you sitting in the chair? You can trust Jesus for your salvation, that's fine. But my question is, are you trusting Jesus for the seed to sow? Sanctification is a principle in this too. So just reason five, I'm just going to state it and we'll move on, is growing in righteousness. We are enriched as we give so that we can give more. Reason six, God is glorified. 2 Corinthians 9, 11 through 13. You will be enriched in everything for all liberality, which through us is producing what church? Thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of this service is not only fully supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing through many thanksgivings to God. It is supplying the needs of the saints, but it is resulting in praise. Because of the proof given by this ministry, Paul speaking for himself here, they will glorify God for your obedience to your confession of the gospel of Christ Jesus. What's the context? Because of their contribution. That's why he says, and for the liberality of your contribution to them and to all. This is not just to the poor saints in Jerusalem. 
This is to all the Christians for all the needs that God has for them. Reason number seven, strengthening your spiritual allies. Look at what it says. They will pray for you and yearn for you. 2 Corinthians 9, 13 through 15. Because of the proof given by this ministry, they will glorify God for your obedience to your confession of the gospel of Christ and for all liberality for your contribution to them all while they also, by prayer on your behalf, yearn for you because of the surpassing grace of God in you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. You want a series of people that are praying for you? Just take care of them. Trust me, they'll pray for you. (laughs) Trust me. That's what we do. When we're caring for each other, we're praying for each other. Amen? This is a really important thing. The conclusion is this, that there are biblical values in scripture and there are biblical reasons. Sometimes we've lost those values because, or we've had no values, because people have given us cockamamie ideas. That's a fancy term there, right? Please hear me, church. Bad reasons or no reasons should not prevent you from operating in godly values. Why? Why? Because God wrote you a book. You don't need me to tell you. God wrote you a book. You won't stand before him one day and say, Nathan never told me. Because I'll already be behind God going, not true. Not true. Here's my challenge to you today. As the worship team comes up and as Mark and Barney get us ready for communion, here's my challenge to you today. I want you, I want you to spend time with your family this week. And here's what I want you to do in that family time. I want you to search the scriptures. And you know what I want you to search the scriptures to find? Biblical values. And while you're there, keep searching the scriptures to find the biblical reasons for those values. And then after you find biblical values and biblical reasons, shoot me an email. Send me an email. Send me a text. Say, you know what I found? Here's what God's word says, and here's why it says it. How do I get there? And we'll start that journey. We'll start that plan. We need to understand biblical values. Where are they found, church? In his word. We need to understand biblical reasons, church. Where are they found? In his word. And we need to live by those in every way. Amen?